Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters. We are recording this episode here live at the Music City Center in beautiful downtown Nashville, Tennessee, during the Etch Family Ministry Conference. It's, as we record this, it is October, and we have over a thousand kids ministry and student ministry leaders gathered together. And along with them, we have several thought leaders in kids and student ministry who are here. One of them is one of our favorites. She couldn't be here today, but instead yeah. we have Danielle Bell. No, I Danielle, knew she was you know we to love come you. And I had to come. One of our favorites is Danielle Bell. Danielle, thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me at the event, but also on the podcast. We oh, I love it. Just it's appreciate so fun. you taking time to sit and talk and share about what you're thinking about. We know that you have a lot of different thoughts going on. <laughs> you are strategic, you know, in, in your thinking uh, towards ministry. And that is so, um, and I know you have a heart to share that with right. other churches to help Absolutely. them be strategic as well. Right. So I'm excited to talk with you. We're gonna be discussing kids not as the church of tomorrow, right. but kids are the church today. Absolutely. And so we're going to get into that. Okay. But first, I want to introduce you to those who may not know you. Okay. So let me read your bio. Ooh, okay. So Danielle Bell has over 20 years of kids' ministry experience. That can't possibly be true. I know. Because she started I'm when like you were like eight. Eight. Totally. See, it was we'll eight. Go yes. with that. That works. She has a great fervor, and it's true, for sharing, discipling, and shepherding children and families with the message of Christ. Uh, Danielle speaks at a lot of different places, at local churches, and at kids' ministry events nationwide, and so we are honored to have her here. Um, she's published articles in uh, Children's Ministry Magazine, um, you contribute to the curriculum for the Gospel Project love for the gospel Kids. Project. Yes. We love having you as a part of that. And you have a blog. I do. Your blog is Dwell. Dwell, yes. Can you help us with the URL to get people it there? It is Dandy Bell, D A N D I, Bell.com. And if you don't like lowercase letters, you're not going to like it because I don't it's use capital all letters. Lowercase. I know. So and if so you're a grandma, not, a grandma like freak, don't go there. Dandy Bell, D A N D I, B E L L.com. Right. I often read it as D and I, Bell. Oh, I've never See, thought about that. D and wow. I. I don't know who D and I mean, I know you're D. I don't know who the I, I is. I don't know who the I would be. It was, if it was God, it would have to Just be uppercase. you, so. yourself, and I. There you go. Right? That would be a boring one. <laughs> so check out Danielle's blog. It's one of the top kids ministry blogs out there. And of course, we want to check out our blog too. Absolutely. You Love your blog. That. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about you. We like to, you know, we're kids ministry uh, program and so we want to get to know what what some of our guests are like when they were kids. Okay. So when you were little, mm-hmm. little Danielle, right? Um, did you have any hobbies or interests that were like your thing? Well, yes, I was the only girl between two boys, but my mom would have probably said she had three boys because I was the most athletic. Really? So, yeah, I played soccer, basketball, and tennis, so I was the the more one on the athletic field. The sporty one. The sporty one and the only girl. So, yes, I was, soccer was my favorite, but if I could kick, throw, hit a ball, that's what I did. Awesome. Yeah. So how long did you play soccer? When did you start? I started when I was on an all-boy team. And so, like, he was the only girl I know. Um, I think there was one or two, but they kind of came and went. But it was the church league. And so started, like, four or five and played through high school. Wow. Great. Yeah. We're a soccer family. My boys play. And it so is the world's most popular it's sport. America just sport. hasn't caught on, right? Yes. Right. But you had other sports, too. I did. Sporty girls. Love awesome. sports, yes. All right. Did you have a favorite color? As a child. As a child, it would probably have been blue, like a light blue. So, yeah, 
Well, that's probably even blue. Yeah. Like light blue, like, like you Robin's know, egg. No, that gets like in some sky. green. Yeah, more sky. sky totally blue. the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, love that. Okay, and did you have any? Um, books or like a book series that you read or that you loved I hated to read as a kid yes and my parents loved to read and then as a college student I picked up Chronicles of Narnia devoured it asked my parents why they never introduced me to great books and they told me they tried tried. that I hated to read so I'm the college student like devouring Chronicles of Narnia wishing I had read it early So. so are you still a reader now or did that not stick Oh, no, I do. I do. I'm just, I, it's hard for me to sit still, Chuck. So I don't okay. read as much as I should. I am so much like that? you in that okay, way. Do you get that? Okay, thank you. Yes. Yes, sitting I li- still. I like the content of books, right. but I like the Cliff Notes or the thank shorter you. version. I have may or, or may not asked book. a coworker to give me Cliff Notes before, yeah. before a meeting. Just run it right? down. Just give me the There's so many books. There's like an executive summary now, like on YouTube, and you yeah, can just listen to that done. for 15 minutes okay, and get I the whole idea. I have to get that. That's that's my takeaway from this podcast. You need to be conversant about like what the book is about. Right. But who can sit still? that long exactly mm-hmm. i don't yeah. know i'm so glad well, there's somebody cool. else like me all right well sporty blue and chronicles of narnia but not until you were older yeah interesting yeah. cool well okay so let's talk about kids okay um so we believe children become part of the body of christ the moment that they accept christ as savior right but sometimes in churches we talk about kids it's like oh they're the kid the church of tomorrow right don't forget them, the church of tomorrow, right. as though that's like a compliment. Right. Totally right? not a compliment. It's a slam. Okay. Yeah. So let's go there for a second. Let's do. A lot of us in kids' ministry totally agree and completely right. get that, but not everyone does. No, and I think I wish I could come to you and say that because I was a professional at that, that's why I was speaking on this. But um, I tell Brian Bozick I should get kickbacks because it was his book, Gospel-Centered Kids' Ministry, yes. that, and I got to work on some of the training for that, but I was so convicted about what I shared about kids being on ministry and how that met up to what I was actually mm. doing in the trenches at my church wow. that we had to make a whole shift this past year so I'm not the pro in the past year we've truly been going okay we're giving them truth in their head and they're getting some great but I'm not helping them be the church outside the walls and I was the barrier there not in a bad way just you know and so that's what I was talking about today how are we unintentionally Maybe just giving them the head knowledge, but not saying, okay, if you're filled with the same size Holy Spirit than, that I am, yes. then you can serve and you can share the gospel yes. and do all these other things and and give them opportunities to do that in a safe environment in the mm-hmm. church. Because, come on, no, everybody's nervous when we say, you got to go out and share the gospel. Right. So, of course, kids are too. But I've really and been you're not necessarily talking about taking kids door to door to knock Absolutely on a stranger's not. door Absolutely and share the not. gospel. But one, right? I think but one of my favorite things we've done, so we, we use Gospel Project on Sunday morning. Yes. And we have tweaked our Wednesday nights to take the lesson of Gospel Project on Sunday morning and go deeper on Wednesday night. Mm. Not as the mind, but as the hands and feet of Jesus. Nice. So have done some cool things like after we did the Lord's Supper, we did a Jewish Seder with our kids. Yeah. And so it's messier, wow, so cool. right? It's it's harder work for me. Yes. But so when we were doing the crucifixion, which we'll do again in Easter, we're like, how do we take that from the approach of evangelism and kids sharing their faith? So we use the Gospel God's Plan for me. So one week, the kids, after a rally and where we introduce those truths, practice sharing the Gospel God's Plan for me with yes. each other. 
So then we told parents that and they practiced that at home. Then the next week we brought in over 35 adults from all ages of the church. We wanted more senior adults because there's yeah. something about a grandparent age and a kid that's yeah, so sure. sweet. So we brought them in with our kids and, and had them share what the crucifixion meant to them. And then the kids got to practice sharing the gospel with these older adults in a safe environment where they could be helped out, you know, and so that they have that practice. So we're not going, hey, you've heard it, go share it. Hey, let's practice sharing it. What's yeah. hard for you? Okay, that's a churchy word. How do we say that to kids? That I think that was my favorite night in ministry mm. in years to watch, especially this older generation pouring into my kids from all different walks of life, but then our kids turning and in their own way sharing what the gospel. So then they have yeah. the 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 practice to if they are at school or in the ball field yes right, i've done this before and so to set them up for success in that so yeah. we're trying to do practical ways of helping them be the church outside yeah. the walls so wow that's so cool what yeah. a great idea have um have you seen any of our gospel presentation videos that we have made um well we use um is it trey who's the the um the guy that's the narrator that's so amazing for tgp yeah he we use his with the kids you know where he walks through the gospel god's plan for me we use that but then i've i interview kids for baptism yeah. for videos and there's one girl what is the gospel is not a question that they prep for yes. there are other questions but i said hey you're, you're you're real comfortable with me let me just ask you what's the gospel yeah we, I think we have a rival video for you. She dropped. I was like, too bad you have a lapel mic because you should cool. drop it and walk off. She yes. totally gave the gospel back. But I've only seen the So, okay, so you're thinking of Tyler. Right, yeah, uh, from Tyler. From the Gospel yeah. Project, Tyler Merritt. He is awesome. Amazing. So we have on kidsministry101.com. Okay. You have more. We have a little section where you can click videos, and we have seven or eight different versions of the gospel, oh, God's plan, okay, that, that we does. have different people do. Oh, that's so good because we we're kind a of seeing him a lot. By a female, by an older person, <laughs> okay, by good. a younger person. Uh, by people of color and uh, Spanish. So okay. as a church, if you're looking for a resource, one is you can take those videos, just use them for inspiration. Absolutely. You watch it right. and, and teach yourself how right. to present and right. talk through that. There's a little script that you can print out that gives oh, you that. And it awesome. prints out of the Gospel well, God's Plan. There. Okay. So not everybody knows, but any of the resources that you use, it's included on the DVD. So okay. if you use the Gospel Project, Because we've used Tyler with Tyler training and with there. VBS and different places. Yes, so it would be yes. good to have different faces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we ways. include one in VBS and different places. Okay. All that to say, one is you can, a video like that. Right. Uh, we've made them for you. So if you okay, want yeah. them, they're done. Right. And you can use those, either play it for a child and watch right. it together and discuss it. Right. Because some people have a hard time articulating. Sure. Or use that to give to your leaders and say, hey, watch this and you can learn how to do this And we've even embedded Tyler's in an email to parents. This is how it's Very being cool. presented. But just the different looks would be great. So. And why not do those yourself, right? Right. Record a little video of you sharing the right. gospel wow, or of the, the kids, kids doing it. The kids it. did it so amazing. We've been that, using hers everywhere. And then so. you can share that with other right. kids and they can see, boy, I really can do it. So we showed Tyler's when we trained the kids and yeah. then we showed our fifth graders and we said, you don't have to say it just like him. Yes. You can say it like a fifth grader. Fantastic. So it's been, it's been really it. cool. Yes, very cool. Okay, so tell us a bit more about um, what, are, what are some other ways that we can intentionally create this culture where kids are the church now? So if we think they're the church, one of the things we want them to immediately do is serve right yes. now. And they maybe can't go in the nursery and hold babies, you know, as a third grader that's come to Christ. But looking at the example of Jesus's service and the washing of the disciples' feet, one of the things I've been very convicted of is I think sometimes we try to make service too comfortable for kids. Mm -hmm. And if we've got to leave room for them to have to grapple with the Holy Spirit. So going on, Jesus didn't worry about making people comfortable. He, he worried about making people learn the lesson of service. So he got down on his knees, <coughs> washed their feet. So we've been talking about how are ways that we can challenge kids 
to serve outside their comfort zone. And not only that, but allow them to come up with ideas. Let's, these kids are amazing. So instead of going, we're going to serve, this is what we're going to do. When is the last time we've presented a problem or something that needed action and said, kids, you seek God and come up with some ways that we can serve through this process. So we want to help them serve um, each, each other, but serve outside the church walls and to but do that in a safe way first, but safe as in practice, but not in their comfort zone. Mm. So we want to continue to stretch them so they learn to rely on that Holy Spirit that we believe is living inside of them. Yes. So, and let them plan those service projects. How can we come at this and you plan and because they're going to come up and with ideas better than ours. Way. Yes, absolutely. and they're going to see the world from a whole different perspective. Absolutely, absolutely. An yes, and another thing we've been trying to do is let them grapple with truth. That So we've taken, when we did the lesson on Jesus healing, you know, um, the, the friends with the, the through the roof, yeah. right? So we study that. Well, you know, we have kids in our ministry that have lost parents this week. Mm. And when as a church have we allowed them to question, not not question God in an irreverent way, but so we studied that truth on Sunday, but midweek we looked at each other and said, what happens when God doesn't answer prayers? What, and to grapple with these truths in a safe place so they're, they're confident there. The world's going to give them answers or we can give them answers. So if we're giving them, okay, you know, God says no sometimes and that's okay. He's still God and he's still holy instead of the world giving those. So when they go out, they're more confident to yes. know the God that they've given their life to. So it's not always easy to understand him, right? But if we can do that in a, a comfortable environment, we're trying to mm. do that there so then they can go out and, and be the church a lot better than us adults sometimes. So, yeah. 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 So it's exciting. We're, um, I'm trying to think what else in my um, notes we did. Um, we also um, talked about kids in prayer. I was convicted this last year. We did a citywide prayer event in houses, and I was like, whoa, the kids are going to be there. I think sometimes we make kids observers of prayer and not participants, mm. but when we got on our knees and prayed, I'll never forget. I even looked up. I was so convicted that this older child who was a believer prayed that he said, God, would you help the adults in this room be as strong and um, bold in their faith in their work as we are being in school? Wow. And I mean, I looked up because it was like that one hurt. But mm. I'm like, if we would have sidelined the kids in this process, um, but we didn't. It was messy. It was loud. But kids got on their knees and prayed with us. So how can we involve them as participants in prayer, not just observers? So I think that requires, don't you think, us to be a little bit more. It doesn't have to look good. It may not fit into a box. It may not. We may not have gotten through every checkpoint on that lesson. Yes. But if we allow them to grapple with truth and we allow them to ask the hard questions, we allow them to pray and we allow them to practice sharing, I think they're going to be a better church outside the walls yeah. than if we just feed them truth in their heads. So. so what? how can you frame this then as a challenge for the church? So those of us as kids leaders, there's a lot of us listening out there right now. Right. And we're hearing this and we're like, yeah, that's right. Right. What's the challenge? So for me, it's, uh, you know, to seek the Lord. And I always tell the people, what's one thing you can do now, you know, and do it well. So maybe you need to look. Are you offering a place for them to practice sharing the gospel inside the church walls? So maybe you need to offer that. Maybe you need to get them off the, the bench and get them part of the prayer time. Yeah. You know, how can you make that a reality this week? And then, um, or how can you, when, like, give your, I think sometimes we got to give our leaders um, permission. Yes. You don't have to finish the lesson. You may end up praying. You may end up grappling. You may end up, a kid may share in the gospel with another kid in the room. I think we've got to give leaders permission yes. to let the Holy Spirit lead yes. and take over. Hmm. So I think those three things, if we look and we can say, okay, what's one of those things that we can do 
now and do it well, that the Lord will continue opening those doors. So, yes. And we're still doing it. We're still doing it on Wednesday nights. And how are we going to continue to take what they've learned Sunday and go a little bit deeper and a little bit more hands and feet on Wednesday night with the kids? Wow. So, Fantastic. Yeah, it's fun. I love... Um, I, for several years, I've talked about the idea that, you know, that the call is not just to come and see, come and hear, right. come and get. Right. It's come and see, go and show. Right. Come and hear, go and tell. Come and get, go and give. Mm -hmm. And so for us to, to not give opportunity for our kids to truly live out their faith, how is the church going to reach its global the, mission? Because they're yeah. part of it. And if we're not enabling them and helping them rise up to that, then the, the big C church is missing out on achieving, you know, all that we're supposed to do because the kids can bring it. And so much of those things that we do or do not do as a child, we continue to do or not do as an absolutely. adult. Absolutely. Because discipline the other side discipline. of that is it's flipping practice. that switch on. Okay, now it's time for you to go and right. tell. We're not prepared because right. we've never done I've it. I've never done it before. And, and I've never failed at it and realized it's okay. Yes. So I can do it again instead of I'm going to fail. I'm never going to try. Yeah. Let's give them a safe place to mess up. And so there, I, I just have such just an encouragement of ah. when these kids get the truth, how they will take it. And yes. they teach me. They teach me when they get it. And yeah. God will use kids right now. Right now. Even right the now. youngest ones. I think too. any true leader, transparent enough, would look at their ministry and, and say how much more sometimes the kids teach us yeah. when they get it. But we got to get out of the way and let them be the church. So. Great word. Danielle, thank you so Thanks, much for Chuck, being here. Thanks, Chuck. It was here. fun. Listeners, thank you for listening to the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. We so uh, appreciate you tuning in, and we hope, as always, that the content that we share will inform, instruct, and inspire you in your ministry as you seek to take Jesus to the kids and families in your church and in your communities. Thanks for listening, and we'll check you back again next time on the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.